Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at the Diddy NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers and as usual I'm joined by Meow Buddy. Meow pal. It's at IT Hedgehog Peter Jones. What's up, P? How you doing, Steve? I'm 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 surviving. Victory Monday, how are you? I'm okay. We put it out on the group account how everybody was, what you're doing, what's the story. You were reporting from bed. Initially sounded sexy, but you've got the man flu. And how is that going, Pete? How is the man flu it's, progressing? It's, um, I'm okay. It's awful. It's awful. It's... <laughs> sorry, Pete. Uh, sorry, just you start. Sorry. How was the man flu? <laughs> it's... um. It's okay, Steve. I thought you passed out. I thought you passed away. Because I sent you a message earlier and I didn't hear anything. I was kind of thinking, I'll have to send around the police. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Just, just, just feeling sorry for myself, Steve. <laughs> That's going to get really <laughs> Every time you talk in the podcast, just Sarah McLaughlin starts singing at us. Um, that's Pete's analysis is just in song maybe you should start coming up with lyrics to sing along with it which are analysis the only way we're going to get to talk in this podcast Pete has the man flu and there's been many scientific articles out there that say the man flu is the worst strain of flu um, and it's facts science Pete that's the science bit um, but anyway I think we, we won't talk about that uh, and we'll get on to the game so thoughts and prayers hashtag thoughts and prayers uh, for Peter Jones now looking at this uh, game Weird one, wasn't it, Pete? Uh, you know, first downs, 20 to New York Giants, 19 for us. Time of possession, the Giants led that 31-17 to 28. Fourth downs, uh, they, to me anyway, they completed every one of them. But then when you look at the, the statue, it's actually, they completed three um, out of four. And two of those, if I can remember rightly, were Daniel Jones just kind of barreling his way Uh I'm going to say off the bat, Blake Martinez, I felt had a rather good game and um, he played closer to the line of scrimmage, which was great. But on one of them, and again, do you know what? It's like anything else. You know, when someone, because I didn't understand the beef with Blake Martinez and then this season, he's kind of annoyed me how far off he's played. And then he played a good game and I had in my notes, and Blake Martinez is playing rather well. And then one of these fourth down speed, he's just ball watching again. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> I just found myself <laughs> becoming a Twitter troll. But I didn't pull the trigger on anything Twitter wise because he actually had a fantastic game. But a very weird game, Pete, in the sense that, look, we win 31-13, um, which is sort of poetic enough in the fact that it's both numbers reversed either way, which is great um, for all the mathematicians out there. But did it feel comfortable till very late in the game or was that just me? No, it didn't. It was it was a it was a strange it was a strange game, Steve. I mean, it it never felt comfortable until I guess towards the end of the third quarter. But it never felt it never felt to me like the Packers were in danger of losing. So even though the score was relatively close in the first half, you know, the Packers got out to that early early lead and were never behind from that point. It it didn't feel comfortable in the in the first half for the first. I guess two and two and a half quarters or, or so never felt to me like they were going to lose. Hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, 
an odd game, a strange game. Um, and yet they win. They end up winning by by you know a, a big margin, eight, eighteen points. So if you just looked at the if you were to just look at the scoreboard or the box score, it, w- it would look like a relatively comfortable victory. But it didn't. It didn't feel like that. No, we kept sort of letting them creep back in. Defensive deficiencies again, which is fantastic alliteration for this time of night. Um, but what I did find is, is that the defense did improve. A couple of things that I guess stood out to me was special teams first off. Uh, which was fantastic. I was going to say we had a really good game on special teams in the sense that uh, the Gunners got down there, the rest of the boys got down, we made the tackles, and they didn't. we didn't allow them outside, uh, I believe, the 30-yard uh, line. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I do believe that Tremont Smith had the longest punt return of the season. Over the one yard? It was three yards, I believe, before, <laughs> before, before, before he then fumbled out of bounds. Uh, you see, that's what I had down. I had uh, that we did really well. <laughs> And he returns for yardage, then fumbles it about, oh, we're back to where we were. And then I was like, oh, we're getting really bad. He breaks off a run and then he falls over. Did you see that one where he just fell over? And I was kind of thinking, eh, okay, that's kind of what we get. You know what I mean? You can It can swing from bad to good. It's getting me. That three-yard return is three times the longest return the Packers had had in the previous 11 games. It can't be bad, can it? There you go. And there's stats for you. You can say we triple the distance on our punt return this time around and make it sound really really good uh, but yeah special teams um, did pretty well but the thing was is we came out firing on all cylinders um, all of the criticism about you know the lack of Aaron Jones in the last game um, even though the, the run really wasn't working play action seven yard pass to Aaron Jones massive pass to Lazard Jones with a four yard run free play pass to Devontae Adams for first down um, Rodgers is four for four and then we're second and goal already touchdown strike to Devontae Adams and we go up seven zip it was fantastic, but what I found was is that we play, especially the, it was kind of a game of two offs. In the first half, the offense was fantastic. The run game was getting going. Uh, Jamal Williams was getting purchased all night. Yes, he got stuffed for a couple, uh, but Jesus, that guy fights for every yard that he gets. And then the defense had come out, and it seemed like this is this is the narrative that we know, and this is the narrative that we're fed, is that you get pressure up front, you get purchase in the secondary. And it seemed like Zadarius Smith-Pete was in their backfield more than Daniel Jones was. And still, the pressure <laughs> that he was getting, and he creased him over a couple of times. He was actually robbed of a couple of sacks, at least four, I want to say, where he got to him, uh, he got his hands around him, and Jones either threw it away or completed a pass on third down. Um, and he was he was robbed of it there. What the hell is going on here? You know what I mean? Like, I guess, were we playing too much zone? And they kind of got away from it. Did we kind of underestimate? I'm not going to say underestimate because we blew them away effectively at the very end. But I mean, in the sense that, you know, we kind of played too far off. It still felt a bit easy, did it not, for them on offense at times? Yeah, I think that I think that unless, you know, one, one of the Smith brothers gets that gets that pressure pressure up front, you know, that pressure's not coming from any anywhere else. And I thought that, um, I thought that Dean Lowry had a good game against the run. Yeah, which um, you know it's worth it's worth pointing out because because I think he struggled for quite a lot of this season, but I thought yesterday was one of his one of his better games. But I think that um, um, unless the Smiths get that pressure pressure up front, um, you know the quarterbacks seem to have a lot of time to sit back there and throw, and that's kind of been a little bit of the story of the of of the season to to a degree. And I'm not sure whether that you know the the back end of the Packers' defense is a better playing man rather than rather than zone. Mm. Because um, I think I think you're right. They seem to get picked apart in between the zones. You know, typically it's been the tight end earlier in the year. Um, you know, fortunately the Giants were without 
their number one tight end, Evan Ingram, yesterday. Um, but you're right. I, I think that they struggle. They seem to struggle in zone in zone defense. The only thing I'll say, I guess, on the on the on the other side of that, this yesterday's first half pretty much looked. In fact, probably the whole game pretty much looked like how the Giants have been for the last seven or eight weeks. You know, they lost. I think seven seven in a row coming into yesterday's game. And yet in a number of those games they've been they've been really competitive. Yeah, you know, I think they lost three or four of them by seven points or less. And 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 it seems to be that, that they can only put together a half. And teams like the Packers are putting together kind of three quarters of a game most mm. most most weeks. And then you you know your top teams are putting together complete games. But yeah, I mean there's there's clearly things to be worked on defensively yeah it's just annoying because like even when i look at the second time the defense took the field they were either passing in between defenders um the defenders were playing too far off to allow the first down which is just criminal there's other times that players are just ball watching and you know when we'd show blitz or you know four-man rush and then we'd back off and the players don't pick anybody up or, or block holes or, or get downfield they just stand there then, like, just shuffling around, looking busy. So, And I, and I think this is where Petten's defence, in lots of ways, looks very sim- very similar to Dom Caper's defence, in that they give they give up a lot of those 5, 10, 10-yard passes in, in the zones. And that's and that's the way that Caper's defence seemed to be, certainly towards the end of his tenure in Green Bay. I guess what's made the difference this year is that is those turnovers, which which I'm sure we'll get onto, and the and the red zone defense. So it really has been, you know, bend but don't break. Yeah, because um, it's just it, I tell you what, it just drove me crazy live. And then when I went through the game again, I was like, oh my god, like it's just because again, it was like there was some because what again, just to give people who I know who who cares, right? But my system is is that on a bad play, it's red. Good play, it's green and an eh play it's either black or blue and it's just red green red green green and red together this week where you'd have fantastic pressure from z like so the second time the defense took the field pass for seven yards between two defenders pox bottle second and three excellent run stuff by savage martinez is on the tackle just after we force him into a three and one they give play action uh z doesn't bite on the run fantastic pressure by him then they get the pass off to the tight end. And there's two missed tackles on the tight end before he's eventually brought down. Um, first and 10. Fantastic pressure again from Zadarius. But a massive gain at the same time. So it's like we're doing the right thing. The players are in the right position. We have players open. We have an abundance of players on the player to make the play. But seemingly, you know, in the defensive room, they must say, right, lads, here's how we're going to do it. Let him get the ball then tackle him. I mean, it just seems to be, that's the thing. Now look, an exaggeration. There was some, like, on that same defensive stand, there was a fantastic play on third and five by Alexander where he, he bats the ball away. But then on fourth and five, a massive pass to a wide open Slayton, awful zone defending. There's three or four Packers around him. And a player that kind of, maybe had a good game elsewhere, but the two plays that stand out to me was Tremont Williams. Um, there was one of those plays where uh, he left the middle of the field open, uh, no safety help. Um, and we got burned for a massive gain. Um, and there was another play, I can't remember off the top of my head now, but I remember writing it down not too long ago uh, that I was like, oh, there he is again, getting burned again. So it's just annoying when, especially you have these veteran players, you know, because Tremont is, 
and again he was pace for pace with the player he just basically sort of showed him the middle of the field and then they might made that massive gain um which is really annoying so i guess we need to shore these up and my fear as well pete is and i don't know if you feel the same we've the giants this week we've the washington redskins next week and twitter seems to have it already where we come off a poxy loss then we get a nice gain a nice win and then we're like come on we should get the win against the redskins that not that's not being um disrespectful to the redskins because my brother-in-law's a washington redskins supporter and i said to him oh you never know how it can go you know and he was like listen man <laughs> i said have you seen us we won this weekend but we're absolutely pants um so again we should win that game pete like we could get complacent and get buzzsawed when we come up against the vikings coming up no, absolutely, and I guess that's I guess that's the balance that we try to find when we're talking about these things. Because on the on the face of it, an eighteen point win, you know, we'd have we'd have died for that last year, and 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 the previous year to be to, and to be nine and three. Yeah. I guess it's it's projecting it forwards to to the really tough games, the Vikings game that's to come. Um, the Bears game in a couple of weeks' time that won't be an easy game, and going and going to Going to Detroit's never easy for Pat, for the Packers these days, um, but particularly the Vikings game, and then and then on into the playoffs. And I guess that's the that's the worrying thing. We've set the bar as a team to be nine and three. We've set the bar high the high this year, and you know we don't know how far they'll go into the playoffs, but we hope that it, that even if they get knocked out in the playoffs, that they, that they don't through, do it through laying a complete egg somewhere. You know, like the like the Forty ers game last week, and I and I guess that's the that's the that's the concern. Um, you know, and it's very difficult to fix wh- whatever the underlying issues are um, defensively. It's very it's very difficult to fix those three quarters of the way through the season. Mm. You know, um, and that's where you rely on on good coaching and some veteran players to, to to try and hide whatever those whatever those deficiencies are, but. It, yeah, it does. It does concern me because this team can be so exciting. I mean, we saw this was Alan Lazard's coming out party, um, if you will, in the first half, and then we kind of forgot we had him in the second. But the first half was just amazing. Like some of the part, like that one, that long play. There was two long plays in the middle of the field, uh, wide open in the end zone. Just, a, just fantastic. What a player! It shows time and time again uh, why we should trust him. I saw some pretty concerning video uh, that came out on Twitter and with Ben Fennel and all those guys showing that Rodgers because again I wouldn't there was a game where when Devontae Adams came back and we played pants against the Chargers and people just came up with this narrative that Rodgers was looking to Devontae too much I didn't think that was the case in that game I did feel that was the case um in last week's game and there was some really worrying footage that came out to show you know wide receivers and tight ends open in the middle of the field but he was quite clearly looking for Devontae in in that regard um which I guess we can't blame him right if Devontae gets open more often than not there was like I think was a was it a fourth down um and the game just gone and it was fourth and long anyway and we went to Devontae Adams um on the sideline boom there's a reason why he's open and the reason why he's starting to um you know score those touchdowns lately um but that was concerning but it's it's good to see us have these tools in our arsenal now Pete you know it 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 it, it really is and and I've no problem with them going going down the sideline or going long to Devontae if he's open. Um, my 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 bigger concern about that is is as you say is when there's guys in the middle of the field that you can that you can check down to or dump the ball off to for five or ten yards, 
let's take let's take those and keep and keep the drives keep the drives going. But mm. you're absolutely right. Right. I mean, Lazard was special yesterday, and the throw that Rogers made, not the touchdown throw, the other throw to Lazard down the middle of the field, was a fantastic throw and catch, and a, and a super play. And it's beginning to surprise me now. I guess that um, that Gmo is still getting more snaps than than Lazard, which on the face of it, and again, you know, we're not in the film room. We're not in the, in, in, you know, in the room putting the game plan together. But on the face of it, 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 it seems that it's time now that that Lazard ought to be moving ahead of Gmo in the, in the pecking order. I would have thought. Yeah, I mean the separation he gets, the explosiveness, uh, you know, the surety of hands. Which actually, we saw Devonte Adams drop on um, yesterday, which was very uncharacteristic. So we can't really even. You know, we shouldn't even give it any air time. Um, but just unreal. The thing that really annoys us, Pete, all right, and we, we talked about this in pre-production, was what the Packers do on third down and third and long more specifically. Um, this was where the equivalent is, I've heard some of the Spanish clubs practice jersey tugging or diving and all of this type of stuff. Is this the Packers equivalent, what they're doing on third and long? This this throw, throwing the ball and and trying to get a, a pass interference or a holding penalty down the field, yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I it just seems to me that that it's almost preordained that you know that unless unless Devontae's got double coverage, that on some of those plays that that, that Rogers is just going to throw the ball up, you know, twenty yards down the field and, and let and let Adams make the play, um, and whether that means make the catch or get the penalty, I guess. Almost doesn't matter, um, but it seems to be it seems to be preordained, and I guess it works sometimes. But it, it on the face of it would appear to work less often than you know a ten yard pass over the middle to the to the tight end or a dump off to Aaron Jones would probably work. Yeah, because when it doesn't come off, it's really annoying because you're kind of thinking that was never on. Um, and I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers probably gets the benefit of the doubt um, from referees alike. The fact that, you know, a pass that really, really wasn't going anywhere. There was one that was, well, I guess it was two, one going into the end zone. And I know the comms remarks, you know, that comes from a young defender who doesn't trust himself and has to pull him back. Uh, and there's another one on the sidelines as well uh, where he kind of pushes him out of bounds. But I do think the Packers are experts at selling it as well just to you know yep and and you know and it, and it may well be part of part of the as we say part of the game plan this weekend at least that was you know if 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 adams is one-on-one on on these particular defenders then you know more often than not he's, he's going to get the ball thrown in his his direction acting classes for all in uh, 1265 Lambo uh, but that's the thing when you have uh, you know Devontae Adams who will do that whole you know happy feed stuff um, and confuse you there's no other way than to, to put your hands on him the thing is yeah no I was going to say I thought I thought Devontae looked good yesterday um, hmm. yeah like you say he did, he did drop that ball which was very unusual for him but but um, I don't know what it what it was but it, he seemed probably as good yesterday as as he's been since he's come since he came back from the injury um and i don't know whether that's it's just taken him you know two or three or four weeks to work his way work his way back in or whether it's just my imagination but it but it, but he looked better yesterday it's probably all those man flu drugs you know you're sort of everything looks psychedelic <laughs> and happier than it really is it probably uh, is. <laughs> no, but i tell you he did look good and one thing that sort of struck me about rogers was as well and this is as the body language expert in the uk packers is that he looked happy he was kind of laughing he was making runs to the sideline getting three and four yard gains nothing was on he was pointing people to get them open and depending on what mood you get him in 
you know, he's kind of swearing, rolling his eyes, giving a slight bit of a pout, um, a kick of the hips. But this time around, he was kind of laughing, joking, chatting away to the Giants defenders. At one stage, one of them actually wiped snow from his helmet, uh, which was very cordial. The thing is, you can kind of tell with this Packers team when they come out firing in a certain way that it's going to work. So if they run at the start of the game and it works to get the play action going, happy days. Uh, you know, we come up against Barkley, who I thought we run stuff really well on most occasions. He did break off a couple of runs, nothing massive. Um, but then he's in struggling form, so that's nothing to really write home about. There's a rookie quarterback there. We'd expect purchase. There's a poor giant secondary as well, uh, which we, you know, Rogers just blazed them. What I loved as well, Pete, was is they had 12 men on the field on defense, and we still ended up getting the touchdown from them. But my And this brings me to my favorite part of the game. Now, again, like an awful lot of the listeners of the podcast, we like to consume all things Packers. And one of those is the sort of locker room stuff. And nothing kind of gets my goat up as well uh, more than sportsmen who keep, and women, I guess, but I haven't really heard them do this. Um, it's more so rugby is where it gets me, where they come up with these nicknames for players. Like Brian O'Driscoll was Drico. You know, um, Shane Horgan was shaggy. Like it doesn't matter. And like anytime I hear any of these rugby lads in the media, and anytime they're talking about, like, oh, we went out and tell us about this game where you scored a try, right? And they always have to go, oh, well, Steve-O said this, and then Damo said this, and then Gordo went over there, and then O'Brien said that. And you're like, oh, I forgot. Can you call him by his given name just the one time? And so Rogers is big on that. Gmo. Uh, you know, Kumi or whatever he wants to call these players. But one of the names that he has is Big Dog. And he's always talking about Big Dog. And I was like, who's Big Dog? And it's Mercedes Lewis. And this is what we heard during the game. And when I heard him say it, I was yeah, like, yeah. he's not going to go to Mercedes Lewis after <laughs> saying this, is he? And that's exactly yeah. what happened. Second down and goal, and Rodgers under pressure gets it away, and Lewis with a touchdown for Green Bay. And when it happened, I was like, yeah, obvious. But then I was like, okay, no one cares. But no, you know, the Giants aren't going to be like saying to some intern, listen to all of the things and find out whatever. Um, but there's a couple of things that stood out to me as obvious. That one was one of them. And then Oscar, Oscar was to go to Aaron Jones. And every time they called that in the second half, they got stuffed. So that seems to be something that the Giants were up on. Uh, but again, it's his legacy again, right, Pete? Here he goes to another uh, uh, Packer. And hard to believe that that's Mercedes Lewis' first uh, touchdown pass from A-Rod. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that's, if I remember the quiz question from a couple of weeks ago, that's it's 38th different different receiver to catch a touchdown pass from Rodgers. Mm. Incredible, that article as well um, from Matt Schneidman when he was going through uh, the German correspondent, um, going through that with Aaron Rodgers and his eyes lighting up and he was able to remember all that kind of stuff. Anything else in this game, uh, Pete, good or bad, that you would like to highlight um, or anything that you noticed? Well, I think that, um, so I thought that, so we've mentioned Dean Lowry, I thought that Kenny Clark was good. Yeah, especially um, run stuff. Yeah, so I thought that um, he again probably played his best game in a in a in a number of weeks, and he's, you know, he's been catching some heat in the press, um, um, but I, but I thought I thought he was good yesterday. Um, it was good to see Darnell Savage get his first interception as a pro. Um, that was kind of what I would call a ha-ha Clinton Dix interception, where you're standing by yourself <laughs> and the ball gets thrown to you. But 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 they all they 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 all count. They all count. Um, yeah. um, 
No, and I think that's about it. Jamal Williams ran, ran hard. You know, they didn't have too many yards on the ground, but he, he ran hard as he always does. You know, he's he's an impressive player for a second for a second back, you know. Um, yeah. So, no, I thought that it was a jo- it was job done, you know, and you can never complain about an 18-point victory against anybody. It was It was job done, and we move on to next week, and they need to come out the first drive next week with the same with the same level of intensity get get ahead and put and put the redskins away early yeah agreed yeah it seems to be the sort of modus operandi against bad teams you have to take your your shots which is exactly what we've done all season really we yeah. come up against a bad team that we should win and we do win now you can look at the chargers and some of the you know the eagles and sort of go look we you know we should have came away with more there especially with the result that happened against the eagles and the dolphins which i predicted on irish radio <laughs> Um, but that was the one that I predicted. I got a 22 to one shot and who lets me down? Better believe it. Carolina Panthers, uh, coming up against those, uh, blasted Washington team. Um, so yeah, not good, but we had our London meetup, um, and that went well. And we've the Dublin meetup coming up. Uh, so I'm going to be emailing all the patties after this. Uh, but the flights, as far as I know, still cheap to come over from the UK. If you're an absolute madman, well, then you can come over from the States. Um, and you know, show you around Dublin, show you all the spots. So that's happening on Sun this Sunday, uh, five o'clock. The Woolshed Bar and Grill, and I'm going to be speaking about it again on Irish Radio. So hopefully we inundate the place with so too so many patties you wouldn't be able to shake a stick at. Um, so that'd be great. Pete's not going to be there because Pete, we might have to go to your wake. Um, <laughs> shortly after that. Uh, that's all I can say. You know, because this man flu is. A- very serious thing um, enough of that <laughs> enough of that uh, so I guess we'll come back with a bit of quick snaps action um, as well and look I'm happy about these meetups as well Pete we'll have to drag you to one of them maybe the Super Bowl meetup yeah I would I would actually would love to have come yesterday but but A I was as you know not feeling too well and B I'm dog sitting anyway so mm. um, the wife's still away so but yeah no I absolutely would love to Yep, that's it. Um, so thoughts, hashtag thoughts and prayers uh, for Peter Jones and come out and see us in Dublin. It's going to be a cracker of a meet. And uh, I'm going to be running the second Raz. So I did a Raz for a Jamal Williams jersey with a Kevin King signed pick. That's a that's a twofer. I mean, that's a cracking bunch of prizes. Yeah. Um, and that went that's all out, Pete, in like an hour and a half. Um, and then so much so that we had people contact us to say, look, you know, can we limit the tickets so that I can jump on and get one and absolutely take that on board. So I'm going to be doing Razamataz part two uh, for a Devonte Adams jersey and a signed pick as well. So that should be good. But I would say, and I know all this marketing speak, but we're not, a, you know, we're not a business or a fan club. What I will say is, if you're interested in the Raz, um, do get on it because don't leave it to chance. And also, may I stress, please, pay friends and family. Because if you don't, it charges us. And then I have to come out looking like uh, Bat Humbug Scrooge to say, listen, he didn't do friends and family. Can you send us across the 50p extra? Because if we have 40 slots open for it and we get charged 50p on every one, um, you know, we're down 20, 30 pounds at the end of the day, which is a big deal on our ass. Um, so anyway, that's about it. Well, Pete, um, have you got any final words? Like Oscar Wilde had some witty stuff like, you know, those drapes have to go or either they go or I do you know stuff like that have you got any of the witticisms <laughs> I, that I'm, you want to say I'm not as clever as Mr. Wild Steve no I don't I don't really I don't really have anything I just um, good win move forward to next week let's win again we need the Rams to trip up 
that's what we that's what we need is the Rams to trip up because they're the they're the the wild card in the wild card hunt. Hmm. Um, just because of tiebreakers and stuff and stuff. So so whoever the Rams are playing next week next weekend, and I'm probably get onto that on, on quick snaps. Um, but they're playing the Seahawks, so it's quite likely that they might trip up at the Seahawks. So the Seahawks could do us two favors, I guess, tonight and next Sunday. Yeah, and then what does it come down to then? Because I see some people saying, who do we want to win tonight? Do we want the Seahawks or the Vikings? And you're kind of thinking, like, the Seahawks beat the Vikes, happy days, because that's our first, we you know, we need to top the NFC North. Yeah. But then if the Seahawks keep racking up some wins, Pete, it's not good for us either, is it? No, and it's it's one of these situations where I, I don't think you know who you want to win until all the games have been played, and then you'll be able to say, well, I wish... <laughs> I, it's just one of those strange, strange situations. Yeah. I guess you... I guess ideally you take care of your own division first, mm. um, you know. And and if the Vikings were to lose, that 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 gives the Packers that that kind of game in hand and 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 still the opportunity to win the division, even if they lose to the Vikings. So so I guess you have to take that one first and then see how the other see how the other games go. I mean, so the Seahawks have got the Vikings, they've got the Rams, they've still got the 49ers to play, and mm. they've still got to travel to Carolina, which is a game they should win, but it's not a not a given that they'll win that game. No. So, you know, they've got a pretty tough run in. The 49ers have still got, you know, the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks. So there's still a lot of games up for up for grabs and a lot of games that are going to impact impact the playoff seeds as we as we go forward. So, um, it's good, isn't it, though? Because yeah. it's all the top teams playing each other. Yeah. The Ravens did us a favour as well by knocking yeah, but, off the yeah, Niners yeah. by three points as well. Justin Tucker, I mean, that guy's going into the Hall of Fame <laughs> if he keeps up with that behaviour. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really it's really good. It's, as you pointed out before, if we win out, which, you know, would have been against the Niners onwards, but it's that can still apply now, right? The fact that the Niners lost to the Ravens. Yep. If we win out from here... Uh, and we guess we just need someone to knock off the Niners because the Saints and the Niners are playing each other next, so they're going to cannibalize each other in some respect. Um, so again, it's just it's all to play for, and that's the thing about the Packers team. We've got very high standards, um, and you know th- there's some really fantastic stuff here on offense. We can come out with these massive plays on defense. We can, you know, Zadari Smith is an absolute menace, as is Preston Smith and Kenny Clark stuff on the run and all this type of stuff. Um, and it seems like when we put it together for at least three quarters, uh, you know, we're world beaters, but we, we've we shown our Achilles heel at the same time, which is really annoying. You look at that Ravens-Niners game, Pete, don't you? And you kind of go, that's a different caliber of football, really. It, it, look, it looks that way, doesn't it? And, uh, and, and I guess this probably happens every year, is that there's probably two or three teams in each conference that, that look a different caliber. Um, and then there's a group of teams just below those. And right now, it kind of appears like the Packers are in that group of teams just below that 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 top. You mean you you know we, you clearly wouldn't put us right there with the 49, 49ers. You can't after last week's yeah. performance, and and you, and you look at the 49ers and the and, and and the Saints probably and and the Seahawks right in there. Um, but you know, as we said before, you, you just got to get into the postseason, and it's a brand new season. Yep. And um, this game just shows it when you when you put it together. You come down with interceptions, good field position. Your special teams don't cough up the ball. We don't turn the ball over, and we execute when we get down to the red zone. I mean, you know, we can really rack up the points on teams. So even against one of these good teams, I think if you put a bit of that into the mix, 
and well then we'll come away with it but look we're all going to be watching the game in the Woolshed Bar and Grill just off Jarvis Street some of the folks from the UK Packers are flying in early and making a weekend of it flying in Friday and Saturday um, I'm going to experience um, the best points of Guinness that Dublin has to offer um, so by all means if you're coming over let me know uh, it's a ticketed event because I need to let the Woolshed Bar and Grill how many they need to cordon off the sections for and uh, so if you can throw five pounds via friends and family to info at ukpackers.co.uk make sure it's friends and family i know i keep saying that and look out for a second raz we do have a youtube channel uh, which i do like to utilize um particularly in the off season but that's where the razes are housed and we're gonna get a video podcast hopefully um up and running at some stage um so that'd be good that's uk that's youtube.com forward slash uk packers of course the instagram slash UK Packers Facebook there's a private group on Facebook get your arses in there um, and talk all things Packers so I guess that's it for me at NFL from him at IT Hedgehog and until quick snaps you doing it Pete I'm doing it Steve <laughs> oh, doing it. Um, yeah that's a goodbye for this week go Pack go <laughs>